0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And
1: I'm Brad Binkley.
0: My top story is I am so freaking sick of the themes that are in the news. I'm sick of COVID. I'm sick of riots. I'm sick of the election. I'm sick of everything. And I made a concerted effort to get absolutely no stories that involved any of those topics. And there were none unless you want to hear more about Belarus.
1: Well, I was going to say there can't be much other than that. I've been interested in hearing what you were going to say about the California school system.
0: Yes, I am going to give you the, uh, it's a little, I think it'll stem from some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, all of which is going to end up being under the overarching themes of the day. There's nothing else we can do. And since we've made it like six months into this BS and still have found it, it's like the Trump presidency, like what could keep people totally engrossed? Twenty four seven in pure theater, it it takes Trump. It takes the Trump. So I do have actually uh, the California indoctrination. They're incorporating the sixteen nineteen. Is that it? The 1619 sixteen nineteen time,
1: project. Yeah,
0: yeah, from the New York Times into their high school curriculum. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. The what the one story I wanted to hit first, even though actually it's a, it's among a body of stories that I think is is important just in so far as the election goes yesterday i heard a story about the philadelphia mayor eating in a restaurant in maryland while having shut down philadelphia and he didn't have a mask on of course because you can't eat through a mask and it caused an uproar I, i got a personal message like that guy is total crap whatever and then today the top story was or was it last night i can't remember that nancy pelosi was went to her salon without a mask, and had her hair done. And I will just call absolute BS on that. Absolute BS. Not because she wouldn't do it. She totally would do it. But from all the time I have spent and uh, lived on and off in L.A., I know that the, the rich and or famous people, and she is absolutely both. Her husband is crazy rich. That, or last I looked, he was he was a tuna czar, and,
1: oh,
0: gosh. and it explains why Guam, where they do a lot of tuna fishing, is not subject to federal minimum wage laws. I think you can verify that. I've looked it up before, and that's because it helps her and her husband. Feinstein has a similar kind of story, uh, I think. So there's just— though In my observation, people like that, their hairdressers go to them. They'll even have like a hairdressing chair in their house sometimes, like a bathroom that has a side thing. I don't believe for one second that chick gets her hair done. I would like to see any picture, because you should see pictures all over the place of her getting her hair done, because anyone who would ever see her in that salon over the years, which would be at least once a month... Because she's in the public eye so much, there should be hundreds of pictures of her over the years getting her hair done, and and I'm sure there are none. Because I mean, just like there aren't pictures of Cher getting her hair done. They they don't. They, that's not how they do.
1: I agree with that, but I also believe that she would go and do this. I think this could be strictly about power. Yeah. In the comic book Daredevil, yeah, yeah. which was on Netflix, Kingpin used to clear out restaurants and bring his minions in there to serve him, and he'd bring his woman in, and just the two of them would have the restaurant to themselves. It was about power and space. Right. I, I control this. I can see Pelosi. she well, did I can see the mayor it. doing this. So, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go out today because I know oh. that I can, and I can I can have this place all to myself. Absolutely. Yeah, she obviously did it.
0: I t- I'll tell you what I think the reasoning behind it is, but when I saw that mayor— It reminded me so much of when I lived in New York and Giuliani was the mayor and he banned smoking basically unilaterally as a health Thing because it wouldn't pass the actual legislative process, and he the only restaurant my husband was trying to get me a restaurant for my birthday where I could smoke, and the only one he could find was Giuliani's favorite place for him to smoke stogies. And there was a similar thing. He was trying to get a gypsy cab. He was in a hurry. I can't believe the guy was trying to get a gypsy cab. What's a gypsy cab? A gypsy cab. You you had to pay like a million bucks in New York before Uber for medallions. It's and in San Francisco same way. Like it was just absolutely sewn up oligopoly. Uh, Michael Cohen, one of the things he was charged with was dirty dealing with those taxi medallions. They're so expensive. But you could have a private car service where you call call it and it goes to your house. But if that guy wants to pick somebody up off the street, he's acting as a taxi and and they, they're not allowed to do that. So no, none of the, those guys would stop for you like a lot of times, but nobody would stop for Giuliani Probably because they could tell he was the mayor. So the next day he raised the fine for a gypsy cab picking somebody up to a thousand bucks. And then what was weird though was that years later, they didn't do that. They didn't classify Ubers as violating that law. And they just said, oh, we can't keep up on Ubers. So we're just going to let it happen. Bull crap and in california same thing i was like bull crap and then i just read that as they move towards calling uber drivers employees they are uh considering allowing car fleets to put the uber to run fleets of ubers that gets you right back to so they destroy the gig economy so called for the benefit of the employees but the employees are going to make well, they probably don't make that much anyway, but the whole thing, in the end, it it's it always comes back to money and power at the top. Even the gig stuff and Bitcoin and everything, I just feel like they ultimately, it all feeds into the highly controlled, centralized, what is now crystal clear, the great reset. And I think that's all part of it. But what I do think the Nancy Pelosi thing is... Is actually of a piece with the CDC stuff. They're, they're coming out with their numbers look screwy. CNN put out this whole article about, uh, the checkered history of vaccinations. There's so much kind of we told you so stuff coming out that you and I've even been talking about. I can't help but think they're changing the narrative to vindicate Trump and to validate the change in polls or even to actually get him elected to the extent it is one person, one vote. And that's what brings you to the to the um who's gonna be the next president but i feel like it just just has to do with the the election day drama turnaround upset
1: yeah i think it could also be that they are trying to favor one vaccine in this race over other vaccines so trying to weed one vaccine out because they want to which which
0: particularly oh the cnn article
1: just uh The vaccine validation, saying that the vaccines could be dangerous if they happen too quickly. Maybe they're anticipating that there is going to be a malfunction and people are going to get sick, and they can then blame it on Trump for doing Operation Warp Speed, saying that of
0: course. Which is Operation Warp Speed is such a scary thing to call it. I mean, I immediately said warped speed. It's a warped speed. It's not right, and that it will. They can blame him for that. For he he's the guy who pulled away regulations.
1: Yeah. I'm going to read you a quick headline about vaccines right after this. 653-8838. Check out Neighbors, y'all. They do not require a mask. They are not complying with it. They have the order in the window where they can officially not comply with it. You're welcome in mask or without a mask. Check it out. Isn't it crazy that the
0: mask thing accelerated in Georgia long after mm-hmm. the peak of illnesses?
1: It is. It is strange. It, this is all strange this and year, in 2020.
0: In California, it was mandatory masks since the minute I got to that riverside county which was the first place and california is one of these places that's on the same list as georgia as having hot spots up the wazoo
1: right this just popped up on my phone the question why volunteer for a vaccine clinical trial the answer duty love and a willingness to experiment. Duty is the one that I <laughs> focused on the most there because that reminds me of the World War One appeals. It is your duty, your civic duty, to do work for the country while we send our men to war. It's your duty to go to war. It's your duty to submit your body to a vaccine experimental trial.
0: I don't know. I, I'm kind of stuck on experimenting and love being in the same sentence. It sounds a little kinky.
1: Maybe that's the trade-off. You don't get payment. You get experimental and like love. The- experimental love.
0: Like the the co- well, actually, that was in the college COVID recommendations about sex that they're putting out to all these college students. You have Experiment. sex with
1: strangers all you want, just make sure you wear a mask and use a glory hole. Check. Out. Oh, now that you <laughs> tell me what that means, I can't. Oh, that's the official recommendation from oh. the CDC in Canada. <laughs> I don't make the news; I just report it. <laughs>
0: I think you're going to have to keep going while I recover. Cobb schools
1: <laughs> are reviewing Cobb County, Georgia. They are reviewing a teacher's social media post on black man shot by police. This is the headline from the AJC. They're talking about Jacob Blake. And this story continues a pattern of the most bogus fact checks you've ever seen in your life. They're just obvious. The The fact checks are not even close. It's like they're not even trying anymore and the AJC is extremely complicit here. Here's what happened. The Cobb County School District Human Resource Department has been made aware, which means someone alerted it to them. Someone reported this teacher. They canceled culture, ratting someone out. They've been made aware of a post made last week by Carol Domell, the orchestra director at Lasseter High School. And in the article, there's another teacher who's obviously the person who reported her who was saying, we just can't have someone like this in a classroom near our students, someone that's reckless and bad, which makes me think that this is some communist type infiltration going on at the local school levels because they do target the education process.
0: I'm going to peel that down one more layer and say maybe I'm not h- hearing this right, but... I've noticed a couple of other stories in the news today. One was that Uber is going to have kind of mask narcs or mask dings. Like if you've been dinged before for not wearing a mask, you get mask profiles. third
1: mask ding in a month. You're going to prison for 50 Oh, years. I don't
0: think you get three. You might go to prison, but I don't think you get three. And I was thinking, I used to really love, even though people questioned me against it, I just loved the Uber credit score, whatever, like you used to star people because it absolutely made people from different countries, different walks of life, different economic positions, being really different cultures, being really courteous to each other, keeping the music down, uh, smelling good, whatever, and being polite to each other because you all wanted a five. Like you had to have fives going in both directions. That's certainly the drivers did. And I liked it. But now when you see that that's going to come down as a social credit score, then once you don't have private cars, something like that, you're not going to be able to get around in an Uber. And similarly, when they do digi dollars from the Fed, you're not going to be able to use your bank account. But if you talk about this uh, chick who put up teacher who put up uh, a kind of socialist message or Black Lives Matter message, that's a way to get. The right to say, or at least make it look like the right, is in favor of the social credit score of checking people's social media posts. You know what I mean? They just so quickly flip who the victim or the well, perpetrator is. this teacher is. wasn't
1: pro-Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. This teacher was... I, I thought teacher, I might have gotten that wrong. They pointed out verifiable facts, easily verifiable facts that are true, according to the AJC. Here's what the post said. The Facebook post allegedly written by domel which is no longer available to the public, but was forwarded and made available to the AJC. And the Post-Domel repeated allegations that Blake was accused of crimes and resisted arrest before he was shot by police. That's what the AJC says that she said in her post. Both of those things are true, and both of them are easily verifiable. Are you sure
0: they're true? Because you've Absolutely. definitely reported that. I know them. they're true yeah.
1: because his lawyer said that he had a warrant <laughs> after his arrest. <laughs> okay, and I saw the enough. second video where there's three cops on top of him trying to trying to handcuff him, and he throws them off, and he gets tased, and he, he, he hulks out, shakes them off, runs around. See, wow. most people haven't seen the other side of it. So both yeah. these things she said are verifiably true. But— even though they're verifiably true, the AJC could point out to the, point this out. They could link to the video. They could link to where the lawyer – well, they actually did. They just confused people about what the conclusion was drawn from. I'll clarify here in a moment. This is the AJC it just really made me angry how complicit they were in the spreading of this BS. The AJC went on to, in a very deceptive way, they said this in the next paragraph, after saying what that teacher has said about Jacob Blake – They said, the AP has debunked similar statements about Blake. Court records show that Kenosha County prosecutors charged Blake with sexual assault, trespassing, and disorderly conduct in connection with domestic abuse on July 6th. An an arrest warrant was issued on July 7th. The felony warrant filed in the case has since been vacated. Now, this is a very, very manipulative sentence because for a couple of reasons. We'll start with, the sentence has been vacated. The warrant's been vacated, right? So, the way they frame that sentence and they cite the CNN article because they, they know nobody's going to click on it and read it is that they, they, they kind of make you kind of imply and make you believe that the warrant was not open when the cops were called, that it had been vacated. That's not the case at all. If you actually go to the link that they linked.
0: Oh, they only did it after he got.
1: Yes. Shot in the back? It was after he got shot when he was in the hospital because he was handcuffed to the, to the, right. the bed. This is, me. This to is me presuming him. why they did it. I think they did it because they had to, because the optics of having this guy handcuffed to the bed. Yeah, and I did read that he was no longer handcuffed, so right. I imagine. And his lawyer that was said one. he did have a warrant out when they arrested him. His lawyer says that, yet the, a- yes, the wow. a- AJC is trying to make you think that was vacated before the arrest. Now we talk huh. about the AP. The AP has debunked similar statements. Okay, similar statements, not this statement, but similar statements. What are the similar statements the AJC is saying that the AP has debunked? Well, here's the headline from the debunk article in the AP. Post claiming Jacob Blake faces child rape charges are unfounded. They said nothing about child rape in the AJC article. They didn't say that she said, who's claiming that he's guilty of child rape? <laughs> I haven't seen this. Maybe there's one or child two people. Child rape, holy But to crap. say that. This woman posted stuff that are verifiably true, if we believe the AJC, and then to say the the AP has debunked similar things, and the AP's talking about child rape, and the AP actually verifies that he was charged with whatever the charge was against him. I'm getting all worked up, so I'm (laughs) losing my words here. (laughs) Sexual Uh, assault. Third degree sexual assault and domestic abuse or something like that. So the, the AP actually confirms what the AJC says, that woman says, but the AJC warped it and they know people aren't going <laughs> to click on it. These bogus debunks You're so are triggered. maddening. And the Dude, fact you that need the a DPP, our home, right now do what you need a DPP right now. I, our home newspaper <laughs> is complicit. It's complicit in this BS. I think I've you know this. the chick who runs that. I mean, this unbelievable. You've met the chick who runs that. I
0: introduced you to her.
1: Runs the AJC. Who? Yeah, she was a
0: Cox gal. I really liked her.
1: Well, I hope that she's not. I hope that uh, she's not there. She's, she's not still. the
0: one. She, I think she's
1: still there. See, I know people that write for the AJC, and they're cool. I, most of them are cool. Most of the stuff in the AJC is fine. It's the political liked stuff. She likes our show. Yeah, it's highly political. And that guy who runs it, the AJC is very much in on the Google initiative, Google News initiative. What they're, guy runs it? I can't remember. The guy who testified before Congress, the guy who talks like this. Bill Gates? No, it's the guy who's the editor at the, I'm the editor at the AJC. Oh, really? No, I don't know. He testified before Congress on fake news. Maybe a year ago.
0: Okay, because she maybe made that transition within the past year.
1: Yeah, there's a pandemic. It's too bad. It's a pandemic of bogus fact-checking. That's what's spreading across America.
0: Yes, there are many pandemics going on of that nature.
1: Yeah, Fauci also jumped in to debunk the CDC statistics thing because he's the expert, and, you know, we will tell you more. (laughs)
0: We have a good day. We have this great new sponsor. I want to hear the ad again.
1: Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is bias. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news/prop. That's ground.news/prop and enter the code PROP, that's spelled P R O P in all caps to get 1 month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News Premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news/prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. Check out Ground News, y'all. It is a very helpful site. It puts these things on articles, which shows how the balance of reporting, the percentage that the right reports it, how much the left paid attention to it. Again, It's really, it's a very helpful website. I encourage you to check it out. I'm into it. I really want to. I got it worked Are you still ranting? You need to take ranting? over before I blow Do my mind to- out.
0: Okay. I want to, uh, I did have a few things that uh, I wanted to hit, uh, kind of bigger picture ideas I totally want to talk about the Fauci thing. I want to talk about uh, the CDC eviction stuff. But just I was watching a quick video of rioters, looters in Chicago just wrecking things. And it reminded me of what we were talking about with Legal Man on the interview that we posted on Friday with him about how the elite, for example, has. When they have no consequences for their actions, when they can assassinate people or put down laws that are completely outside their authority, very quickly, if you're absolutely not facing any consequences, your behavior just spins off to the totally immoral. Like, if you think there's a God, you can get back in on track. But when you tell people, God...
1: That's why these bail funds that people like Stacey Abrams and other Democrats who are bailing people out that are committing violent crimes is insidious to me.
0: Yeah. So when these people are when the authorities are like, I think it was the Portland guy or was it Seattle? Some guy who had been put in He like claims it wasn't Soros, but it was just a like one step removed from Soros guy said, oh, we're not going to prosecute rioters, resisting arrest, nothing like that. I don't know what the policy is in Chicago, but you can for sure. I mean, we have an absolute authoritarian dictator state. People could crack down at will, no question. And if they're telling protesters that rioting, looting and stuff will not be penalized it takes it would take like one minute for a mob to get turned on to the fact that there are no consequences and just go crazy and that is not the same as an anarcho-capitalist state because in an anarcho-capitalist state you you are you have your property and you have already established yourself as defending your property you are prepared for it. what's happening here Is that they have there's all this reliance and then they pull the rug out without even allowing a transition to self-reliance. And I actually we got another back and forth from Charlie on Twitter, which I've been enjoying about the Kyle Rittenhouse story. And he just uh, he asked in. Conclusion to our back and forth. If, as an agorist, is it, am I not saying, or as someone who says we should defend these places, defend them ourselves, uh, is Kyle not in some strange way kind of a hero, Kyle Rittenhouse? Wasn't he really at least doing the right thing? And I keep saying it's very important to understand that you are, that you must defend your own property. On your own property, which is why I hate this idea of public roads, because you need those roads to get access to your house. But you should be prepared to prepare you. I'm so concerned about the laws that don't that interfere with this, but you should have the castle doctrine. Anyone who steps foot on your property is a trespasser. And if you want your friends to help. Like Kyle Rittenhouse, you need to invite him onto your property. He cannot. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, opining on that situation specifically. I'm just saying don't, this has been a trap from the beginning. This is not a representation of an anarcho capitalist society. It's two violent groups of people marauding or, or defending whatever they're doing on public roads without a specific mandate from a property owner to employ a justifiable force. You have to understand these details are important. Your, your, your position is important and where you're operating from, all of that stuff is important. Now these writers, the guys who, the the stores that are being looted, it is, we are not in an environment and they may not even be legally permitted if it's a target or something, Who's what? Who's the owner of Target? You, if you own one share of Target for 20 bucks, or whatever it is, do you, can you get a gun and defend the earrings that those guys are stealing, you know, or whatever? Like it's the system is right now reliant. The people, the property owners are reliant on a system that is withdrawing and publicizing that vulnerability. This is not a natural state of self defense and, and so of, Uh, society being self-ordering, to use Hayek's term.
1: I have a couple responses to that right after this.
0: Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport.
1: Rittenhouse. His GoFundMe has been blocked. People were trying to raise money for his defense, but they blocked his GoFundMe, so he was unable to use GoFundMe. He used another platform. Uh, from what I understand, but GoFundMe regulating who can and cannot use their system has started to become more and more of a thing. The vigilante angle of this, him going there with whatever group he was with, I don't know why any parent would let their kid go there. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe he wasn't, they did.
0: From what I understand, he was not actually with those people.
1: But this reminds me of the Ahmad Arbery case. The vigilante justice which is what those guys in their minds thought they were doing as well, going around the neighborhood, policing the neighborhood, trying to the former police officer trying to detain someone as a vigilante. And that this guy was operating Rittenhouse kind of as a vigilante as well, taking it upon himself to go out there and protect businesses that had not necessarily called and asked people to come out onto their property. There's a theme of demonizing vigilante actions as white nationalists and racist. I'm not quite sure where it's going or why, but to intervene is to be a white nationalist racist, if it's in the vigilante sense. Yeah, It
0: kind of reminds me of the whole, was it Charlottesville or wherever, where Trump said there's bad and good people on both sides or something like that, where people had a permit to march to defend the Robert E. Lee statue, I think. And then Antifa came and broke all the permits and started throwing rocks at people or whatever, and then if the, the people who defended themselves were white nationalists and then they had a guy kill one of them in a car. So that was the last word on it, of course.
1: But yeah. maybe that's what it's getting to. Maybe it's going to the act of self-defense. If that self-defense is performed against someone who is considered to be a protester, then that is an act of racist vigilantism.
0: The Antifa crowd it does seem to be quite violent,
1: and no,
0: yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, people. You mean
1: the people who are uh, brave enough to stand up against the Nazis, like Biden? But it's so it? clear;
0: it's not, it's not them. I mean, these are not people who; these are not students with their backpacks and their peace T-shirts. I mean, these are people who are. I, I mean, they're they're just of a different you can tell that they're p- like professionals. Yeah, they have professionals
1: that I absolutely- actually they're
0: talking about that Rand Paul and Trump and stuff are saying there's like plane loads of them coming from out of town. I don't know how much, I don't know what to make of that. So I don't want to comment on it. Let's do the California indoctrination thing. One more thing. Yeah.
1: All revolutions are funded by wealthy people and benefit (laughs) wealthy people the most. That doesn't mean there's not good that comes from them, but that is true. And all revolutions are organized on the premise of oppressor, oppressed. We need equality right now. And at the end of every revolution, inequality always exists because it's It's there's you're never going to end inequality by their definition of inequality, equity. You create more inequality, different types of inequality.
0: Read. I I have to reread it because Byron asked me to isolate a quote and I have to make sure I can find it, which I haven't. But the Bastiat's the law where my takeaway was, I'm not sure it was exactly a quote, but be careful when you overturn an oppressive system that you're not just taking the place of the oppressors. Yeah. Got to watch out for that. And that's exactly what it's always been. And that's why I look at the American, the French and the Russian revolutions as saying, even if the first wave was sincere, even if they did galvanize real people uh, because of genuine issues that were worthy of revolution, they were all at best hijacked in 10 years by just another elite. So here's the California thing. There's a Wall Street Journal article a couple of days ago, California's radical indoctrination. A bill would establish a K-12 curriculum in the four eyes of oppression. And the four I was it's it says it it's drawing plans to teach the 1619 project, the New York Times revisionist accounts of race and the American founding. In history classes, and it's turning out to be even worse than that. It's, uh, it's this: the four eyes of oppression are ideological, institutional, interpersonal, and internalized. And then they say the fifth eye. The Wall Street Journal says the fifth eye is indoctrination. But let me read them again. The four eyes of oppression are ideology, institutions, interpersonal, and internalized. So I guess internalized is like self-hating. Interpersonal is microaggressions. Institutional is really taking off right now. This idea of institutional racism and uh, internal that's interesting. That's the respect populism. revolution. Say that's what the is respect.
1: That? There's a I have a Harold Laswell, It's like a 600 page study on propaganda, and it goes through the civil rights protest and organizing, and they they talk about how it's known as the respect revolution, because we talked about, you talk a lot about how when people are hungry, they don't have any money, that's when they'll rise up, and this book addresses that, and then it shifts to say, well, the new type of oppress, oppressor is the respect revolution, the psychological, internal feeling of inferiority created through hundreds of years of whatever, um, that they, they are fighting for respect, and as vague as the concept is, it enables you to always claim that someone's being disrespected. And it's, in my opinion, seems to be an unachievable goal that can always be organized around.
0: That's funny that you're talking about respect because my notes here on this article were, I, I said they are not they are not operating in good faith here. And my question was, what makes a human being worthy of respect? Your individuality and your potential for suffering so your individual worth and your potential for suffering why do you have compassion for other people because they can suffer as individuals why do you have respect for people because of who they are and what they can be and what they are but a collective approach is has no value that is not where respect can possibly arise and you as a person have no control over it so you can't be worthy of it or unworthy of it So to do this is is on its face, in my opinion, collectivizing individuals and exploiting them for the value of that collective power, the way that mobs are exploited for that.
1: Yeah, depersonalizes, de-individualizes them. Putting 1619 Project into the public school system is insidious. I mean, this is indoctrination, Mao, China.
0: Well, and here's here's a couple of quotes I highlighted from it. It says, uh, among the approved topics are racism, LGBTQ rights, immigration rights, which makes no sense, access to quality health care and income inequality. People have the right to work and travel, but immigration rights is just a legal construct anyway. And then it says uh, one course outline tips its hat at at. Uh, this students will write a paper detailing certain events in American history that have led to Jewish and Irish Americans gaining racial privilege. Just as a low class Irish person, I think that that's a leading statement
1: that is getting in some dicey territory when it comes to anti-Semitism and some of this black oh, nationalist yeah. statements that have come that, out lately.
0: Yeah, it goes to promoting anti-Semitism.
1: That is crazy. But to what,
0: think that Irish people are privileged—maybe the Kennedys, because they were bootleggers, and I guess the cops in Boston. But
1: well, what happened is over time, those groups, Irish groups and other immigrants, did feel that oppression when they got here. But yeah, as the time Irish went need on, not apply. Inna, they get they got clumped all into the Caucasian bucket, and the perception of that took away that idea that they also once <laughs> suffered.
0: Yeah, you know, it is true though. There are Irish mobs, there are Italian mobs, there are Jewish mobs. There are government connected uh, political apparatuses, machines that are connected to those ethnic mobs, but there are also Latin mobs, uh black mobs. There's there are uh, lots of, I mean, like any ethnicity can have that kind they that kind of cohesion so you're either against ethnic cohesion or you're in favor of it but this is this can happen especially over time where if there are oppressive elements at work where you can't break into the to the political system or can't open a business without that that's actually where it all comes from is that you you need to grease some palms to get a permit to open your business how are you going to do that you go to your uncle who's in the irish mob or whatever i you know i'm just kind of riffing, but I can see how it would emerge. And I would say with everything, with racial stuff, with all of this, it all comes down to someone is by force preventing you from just getting out there and competing so that all all injustice, all racial and political injustice comes from policy backed by force. Can I, you think that's a, a, Valid statement. We have Policy to,
1: backed by force. Let's
0: marinate and on that. And whether that
1: force is physical or psychological.
0: Well, I would say force has to be psychological, has to be physical. Uh, coercion has to be physical, but there is power. We can dispute, we can debate and discuss this in the patron 15. There is power behind propaganda.
1: Manson never killed anybody.
0: So he went to jail for the same crime somebody else went to jail for. Psychological
1: force over his family. I
0: don't recognize that as valid, but we can discuss it in a moment.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) I'll tell you about a new study on anti-maskers or people who don't wear masks that maybe you'll find interesting. I find it really stupid, but I'll tell you about it anyway. (laughs) All right. You guys can find your drive time news Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propagandareport and become a patron. We will talk to you guys in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.